Some of the local people would like to express their love by presenting flowers to Master Chinhai. Again? <laughs> There's always love. Good afternoon. No one presented flowers to them? Thank you. Would you please give to the audience? Thank you. Come here. Give me a hug. Hmm? All right. Hmm. You're bigger than me. Hmm? <laughs> All the vegetarian food. We have just talked a little bit about what is initiation and what are the benefits of initiation. We'd just like to ask one of the practitioners from Brisbane here to tell us a little bit about what, how he has benefited after initiation, I'd like to introduce Martin. Master Xinghai, disciples, fellow initiates, my ladies and gentlemen, it is a great honor for me to be here today and to be able to share my own experiences that I have collected after initiation with you. I can only tell you what I feel and what my experiences were. Master Xinghai, through her method, offered me a way to come out of my own worldview, which surrounded me, confined me, like a bubble. I say bubble because I think it was illusionary. I did not realize it at that time, but I didn't have any frontiers. They didn't exist. So through her help, I could burst that bubble. And then I could see that the materialistic notion that my soul is only full of thorns, that indeed amongst those thorns is a beautiful castle, my inner self. Now, I believe Master Xinghai is um, a direct sign to realize this. She is one of the very few direct signs with us here in the physical realm at this time. I say sign because a sign directly points at something. Unlike a symbol, languages are symbols, and so are words and scriptures, and these you can only understand if you understand the meaning through what is behind them. They're referent, and they obviously refer to the truth. So the crescent, cross, the David star, these are all symbols. However, the Kuan Yin method for me gave a direct method, a direct way, to, to see and to feel and to hear God. So to me, Master Shanghai is the finger that points to the moon. Unlike for me, institutionalized religions are the fingers that point to the finger that points to the moon. Thank you very much. I think Martin must have something because he volunteered himself. Even though he spoke last night very sincerely, he wanted to talk again tonight, this afternoon. Now we just, I know you've all come here to listen to Master Ching Hai. So we just sit and listen. Open our hearts and our minds and we have much to gain. Master Ching Hai, thank you. Thank you, thank you for coming here. Thank you for making it possible for us to know each other. Otherwise, this might never happen in many thousands of years. This morning, 
I have been interviewed by uh, one of your television personnel, yeah. and uh, he has asked me whether I bring a new religion to your country, <laughs> something like that, or what I name my faith and my belief. So I said to him, it's not necessary to bring another new religion because we have plenty already. And I say, what is the name? At least you call your relig- or your belief. I say, we also have plenty names already. So it's not important to have another name or another religion besides the underlying principles of our religions are one. It's just like we call water in English and French is the law, aqua mineral, something different, or German wasser, Chinese shui, Vietnamese etc., different. And then he asked me, whether the religions are the cause of all the conf- many of the conflicts in the world. I say it's not so. It's not the religions which cause conflict in this world. It is some of our misunderstanding about religions that cause conflict. Similarly, there are so-called two forces in the universe. One is the so-called negative and the other one is so-called positive. Actually, both are positive. But if we use them negatively, even the positive power turns into negative. If we do not understand how to handle some good chemical materials, then they can be poisonous also. But even some kind of poison used by experts can become medical uh, substance to heal people in some cases. We are endowed with both positive and negative power. Above this positive and negative there is a greater power which encompasses both in non-separation. And if we reach above the positive and negative duality into the deepest recess of our inner kingdom, then we would be able to handle both positive and negative to our own benefit as well as to the benefit of our immediate people and the con- our country and the world at large. He also asked me, what do I think? Maybe I have intuitive knowledge about what the world is going to be in 10 or 20 years' time. I said, if all of us or many of us became enlightened, then the world will going to be better. It's already getting better. 
So it can only be better and better. More and more people are practicing enlightening methods, practicing the presence of the greatest intelligence during their daily life. Therefore, the world is bound to become better. He said to me, "Are you going? Are you going uh, to the lecture with the strong intention to convert people into your belief?" <laughs> I said, "No." <laughs> He was surprised. Why I don't have any intention? I said to him, "I come here because of God's will, and if people are converted, or so-called are convinced, convinced is better. <laughs> you are already converted." <laughs> Into your belief, and that is right. I don't need to convert you anymore. If people are convinced by what I say, this is also God's will. That is the collective fate of our generation. That you might believe me or not. I have no desire to be successful, nor will I be disappointed. Whether if I fail. I am only doing my job. If God doesn't want me to do this, I will as well do any other thing, and just do it and enjoy it. Do not expect any result, because the work itself is already rewarding. Any work we do, if we do it in a relaxed manner and wholeheartedly, try our best. Without expecting any reward, it is a reward in itself. There would be no evil in this world if we only know God, think of God, speak about God, and doing all godly actions. And even evil exists at all, there would be no problem. The problem is, we do not. <laughs> Remember God very often, except when we are, we are in sorrow. That is fine. That's fine. So at least remember that when we are in sorrow. But if we are enlightened, then God will be always with us and reminding us about Himself or herself, if you call that feminine. Otherwise, the women will be angry with me. <laughs> There are many methods of enlightenment, and it depends on how long you would like to enjoy practicing it, or how long you like to long for enlightenment. If we like to do it slowly, then there are plenty of methods. You can sit and do many things in virtuous way, virtuous way, or pay the money for it, and then do what the teachers say and wait for the enlightenment to come. It comes by prayers also, but sometimes these enlightenment are short-lived. Should we know the exact way where to look for it, we will have it immediately, and it lasts forever, because we will be renewed every day, and we will be uh, developing more and more. Actually, it's not developing because everything we have already. I would like to present to you 
a very successful way to enlightenment as well as in uh, worldly pursuits. That is, we're getting in touch with the highest power which is dormant within us. We call that the Supreme Master Power, the Christ Power, or the Buddha Nature, or the Tao, is up to you. It's just like in uh, Indian, in India, people call uh, Master a Guru. <laughs> in English, we call it Master. But many people do not translate it into English uh, term, and they just call Guru. And then after a long time, everyone knows about it and know what a Guru means. But if we don't know it, we thought a guru is different from a master. And if we don't know it, we think the Tao is different from the Buddha nature. That's the only thing that makes a difference between religions, if there is at all. So therefore, I have no intention to bring another religion or another name into our already confused system of belief. But... uh, I would welcome you to stay where you are and uh, maybe remind you to study deeply into your religions and if you have time, study other religions in order to have tolerance with each other and understand more about our own nature. Inspiring religious books or enlightening uh, literature is always helpful and keep us uh, more, more in contact with our inner self. Otherwise, if we are too busy with daily mundane affairs, then we are further and further away from our inner nature or God. Many of the people after initiation found themselves understanding almost all religious literature without me having to explain to them. Many of them have not even seen me in person. They just have initiation through uh, another instrument. And uh, I have not been even there to influence their thinking or to tell them what to do. But they have found their own supreme wisdom and they have become more enlightened, more intelligent, and more successful even in daily life. When we left Sydney, one of the couple uh, showed their gratitude to me because they, their family has increased in happiness and harmony between husband and wife. He told me that he came to Australia and just met this woman and seems like not much of the passionate love between them or nothing really very striking about their loving, love relationship. They just be together and then just kind of accidentally produce two children. <laughs> That's what he told me. <laughs> but then after the initiation, both of them initiated, then suddenly... They have found life and love pouring into their relationship. They didn't know that they could love each other. They didn't know there is such thing as romance or family 
uh, united spirit before. And after practicing the method, they have found it. But these are the mundane things. So it is not very important to stretch. But actually, every mundane thing or every mundane success or expression come from the inside, comes from our own state of mind. Therefore, if we truly want to have successful life, then we should start from inside out, just like we water the plant from the root and not on top of the leaves only. And if we are enlightened, all things will become easy. We think fast, we do things quick, we react precisely at the appropriate moment. And that's the key of success. Most of us use our intelligence at uh, the uh, brain level, the habitual level, the preconceived ideas, style of uh, dealing. We do not use the direct response, the ultimate wisdom, which, uh, how say, um, control all things in the universe and make our dreams come true. It is not that I personally will bless you or any the fellow practitioners. It is you, yourself, that bless yourself when you have this, discover this blessing power within yourself. Therefore, we are here not to bless you, not to teach you, not to be your master, but to tell you that you can bless yourself, that you can teach yourself, that you can become the Supreme Master. Because we all have the Supreme Master within ourselves. The only reason we don't know it is because we are being cheated by the illusionary busyness of daily activities, by the false value of the material importance that we have been taught to believe. If we know how to take time and where to look for our supreme wisdom, we will find it, and we find it immediately. And we can see our own nature, we can see God face to face, just like you see me. It is not difficult to find our own wisdom. It is just difficult to believe it. Therefore, if we see it, then we believe it. If we see heaven inside, we believe it. If we see God inside, we believe it. If we see Jesus inside, we will believe him even more. If we see Buddha inside, we will become a more devout Buddhist. Therefore, I am not here to present a new religion or to tell you to become a Buddhist or a Christian, but to present to you what you already have and forgotten to use. What is it that makes Christ different 
from other prophets. What is it that makes him better than us or stand above humanity? It is this supreme power. Jesus has promised us that what he does, we can do. And he doesn't say he's the only son of God, but he says you are all the children of God. But at that time, he probably was the only one or one of the very few who had discovered his own, uh, how to say, princely inheritance. Therefore, he was probably the only one. And then after he realized that, he also realized that all of us have this inheritance. Therefore, he said, whatever I do, you can do even better. The Buddha also realized that all beings have the same quality as he, and he was surprised to say and say that, how, they, how come they don't know it? <laughs> how come they don't know it? Yes, because they look in different directions. If you put a $10 note into your pocket and searching all over the house, can you find it? Of course not. The master is the one who knows that the money is in your pocket. <laughs> That's the only difference. You have known it, but you have forgotten. So sometimes you see if two people are, or two or three, or one person are panicking, in a state of panic, looking for something or trying to solve something in a hectic way, then he can't think straight and he can't find the thing he wants to find. And some uh, third person or just an onlooker, he was pretty cool and he has nothing to do with the whole situation. He look around and he see, there you are, it's in your pocket. That's the only difference between the so-called master and the ordinary people or disciples, they put their attention in the other direction instead of where God is, so they don't know God. But God is always within us. It is promised to us like that. And I have found it, therefore we, have, we speak to you through direct I'll say, uh, perception, <laughs> direct experiences. Before, I was a religious person. I am now more religious because I know what is stated in the Bible is absolutely true. What stated in Buddhist scripture is verified by my own inner knowing, inner seeing, and inner hearing. Hearing without the ears, seeing without the eyes knowing without the brain-computer even. These are true knowledge, true perceiving, and true understanding. And each of us have capability to do that. Therefore, if the disciples, the so-called disciples, I call them fellow practitioners, I call them brothers and sisters, but sometimes they call me master. <laughs> and sometimes I forgot I call them students. <laughs> But most of the time, we call, I call them brothers and sisters. Most of them, if they come and bow to me, <laughs> I would not like it. Sometimes I don't react, but most of the time, I react. I tell them, please stand up and don't make a fool out of themselves. 
endanger, endanger my ego. <laughs> Understand? <laughs> That's more important. Uh, don't let me forget for one second that you and I are the same. Maybe I know that your money in the pocket, but if you don't know it, it's not. It doesn't mean that I'm better than you in any sense. Just as you're busy with other things, your mind is full of other engagement, and you forgot what you have. Therefore, enlightenment is so simple and immediate, because God is within us. The kingdom of God is within ourselves. Know you not that you are the temple of God and. The Holy Spirit dwells within you. This we must verify in order to to know it. Many people ask me, "I believe in God already. I know there is a Creator, and I do all good things, and I live a virtuous life. Why must I have this enlightenment at all?" <laughs> The answer is, if we don't have enlightenment, we suffer. We don't truly know our own position in the universe, and we suffer. We suffer in different way, because we can't handle the positive and negative power which is inherent within us. Therefore, sometimes the positive power wins, and then we do some good things, and we feel good, and that's uh, when we act godlike, or at least when we sleep. We just like God. <laughs> We're doing no harm to no one, thinking no bad ideas, and wishing no one's bad things. But when we awake, sometimes the negative power within us has the upper hand. Is that the correct expression? Yeah. And then sometimes we stray, and we feel very guilty, and we feel bad, and sometimes it harms ourselves physically, mentally, as well as other people. Everyone say that uh, human being is the greatest, the crown, the crown creature in the whole universe. But do we know how great we are? Do we truly know? For what we see in our daily lives, we don't know. We are begging for any favor from God, from angels, from local gods. Whomever we know, for anything at all, while we have all the time the best possibility, the supreme power to alter everything, to make our wish come true, and to fulfill the wishes of other people, we have heard that the the great masters of all time can bless people, can cure the sick. Heal the blind, etc., or can give us liberation by just a glance of their eyes, or touch of their hands, or by mere thinking of their name. We worship all these personages, but why don't we aspire to be one? And then we can bless other people, bless ourselves, and bless the world. That's why we suffer, because we don't use our power, and we always craving and craving, and feel some emptiness within our heart, which 
for which no worldly possessions, no positions, and no any of the earthly beauties can fulfill in a long term. That's why people become so-called greedy or craving for sex, for fame, for profit, not because they are bad in their heart, just because they are too empty. They don't know why they want money, even they had already enough. They don't know why they have to wallow always in sexual unfulfillment. They don't know why they have to take drugs and all that, just because they can't find fulfillment in this world. These are intelligent people. These are truly some of the highly developed souls. They're lost in the maze and they feel frustrated. Therefore, if we have enlightenment, if we have the power, find the power inside which fulfills all desires, which is above all desires, then we are free from all desires. We will have everything. We will have more things, but we don't desire anything. And even if we have less, we do not desire either. Therefore, many of the sages of India or other nations, they sit still in their house or in their places or go wherever they are invited without any possession, without any fixed abode. Is that correct word again? Yes. And without any desire for anything. But they are always in peace. They are always in love and they are always in communion with God. And the man who sit in a palace somewhere with thousand and one servants at his command and billions of dollars anywhere in the world but not satisfied and always in sorrow or in anxieties of some kind. Equally, for the poor man, he has nothing, he desires for things. He's not happy because he doesn't have enough. And the rich man has a lot, he worries that something might befall him. Somebody will take away from him, cheat him, and maybe take his life because of his uh, property. Therefore, enlightenment is a must. Enlightenment means knowing the light within ourselves. Enlighten. The light within us will guide every footstep in our life to the correct destination. The word of God, the sound, the vibration, the musical of heaven will whisper to us all the wisdom in the universe and what we can do in our daily life until we fulfill our duty as the blessing giver in this earth. Then we can live to a higher sphere in the universe where we enjoy what we would like to enjoy, where everything is there without having to ask. We present to you or we remind you in this process just to become self-master, just to 
gain back what you have forgotten or lost through delusion in life, through uh, the busyness of this world. When we see the way uh, on earth as well as the way to heaven through this light, which is immaterial, which we can't see with, our eye, with the eyes. But we, we can sometimes. When we are highly, more highly developed, we can see it with the open eyes also. But now our eyes are not trained enough to withstand such uh, terrifying <laughs> brightness of this heavenly light. Therefore, sometimes God has weighed them to protect us. Therefore, do not say why God doesn't let everyone see it. We are not trained enough. Even Jesus has light around them, but not everyone see. Even I have light also, but not all of you see. Maybe some of you see. I just for your information, by the way. I'm not proud of it. I'm used to it. <laughs> just like you wear your clothes or you wear your long hair, it's a very natural thing that we no longer feel it. And we too accustomed to it. And the light is within all of us. You will be shining all like angels if you tune in with your own supreme power and know your own position. Why do we have to be a man of weakness? Why don't we become great men again? like ancient sages, like the present saints that we worship, that we heard so much about, and their biographies, their books, their philosophy, we so much uh, enjoy. We become one and write our own books. It is not truly the books that is important. It's not that we want to be a saint for the sake of being known, but it is to bless this world so that our world will not become destroyed. If the prophecy was to be true, then the more so we must be enlightened. We must grace this earth with God power which is given to us to do it. Otherwise, we live for 70 years, 60 years, or 100 years even, and what? What is that all to human's life? Is the many morsels that we eat, <laughs> that we cling to, or the clothes that we wear that is so fantastic about human life? Or is it the spot car that makes our life great? Or what else? Even our possession, our many children, our wives, our husbands, also will be gone together with all other material substance. So I invite you to be great men. Because I respect you. Because I know you have what Jesus has. I know you have inside what Buddha possesses. I know what I have gained, you have inside. And it's a pity that you live your life without knowing your greatness, without using it for our world. If we truly love our earth planet, 
if we truly love our later generation, we love our children, then we must bless it. We can't bless it with our eight hours a day work. <laughs> Plenty of people do that since centuries, and it doesn't alter anything much. We have to bless it with the supreme power, with the God grace which is in all of us. If the purpose of our life is just to come here and eat some meals many days and then have a car and then have children and then die, then I don't think it's worth it to worship God at all. If God created us like this just to make fun of us, it's like a bad joke. And I don't think God is worthy for us to worship. So what is it that make us feel very awesome from God. What is that? Because he gives us this incredible power, incredible love. We can't love our neighbor until we find that love. Because any limited love from our brain, from our habitual, conceptual thinking, way of doing, is limited. We have to love without love even without the brain-computer interfering definition of love. We love them, but we don't know that we love. It is the Father, it's the all-pervading power that loves. We work, but we don't work. It's the power that works. We give to people, but we don't think that we give anymore. At that time, then we truly love people, and we truly give in charity, and we truly fulfilling our duty as a human instrument on earth to bless other beings to evolve into higher consciousness. Recent years, thousands, millions, trillions of people are practicing the light and sound method, so the world has become better. Our world political conflicts has minimized in all the nations, and the people are having less fear for the end of the world, at least for the world war. We can heap a sign and relax to rebuild where there is ruin. It might look a little bit chaotic at the moment, but it is the way... Uh, it looks like after pulling an, an old house down, it is messy for the time being, but we'll clean it and we will make a new house. Whenever you move house or you do some drastic change in your environment, it looks messy at first. <laughs> it looks very untidy and uh, unclean. But that is just only the changing interim period. I'm sure if all of us walk God-like on earth, we do not need to seek paradise elsewhere, especially in Australia. We have beautiful scenery, land so vast, people are so uh, relaxed and open because the space is open. They don't feel pressure of the cramped, crowded city 
Therefore, I think why the Australian people are more open and in, than in many of other nations. And I think why Brisbane people are even more open <laughs> because you have a kind of holiday atmosphere here. Every day is holiday. <laughs> yeah. You can go to the beach any time whereby other people have to spend a lot of monies to look at it just for a few days or a few weeks or you're living next door to it. And you have beautiful mountains and all kind of, yeah, natural wonder. So if we have this super-consciousness also awakened within us and we use that to deal with daily duties while we are sojourn on this world, then you will find even trees has life. They speak to you even. And when you arrange a fruit plate, it looks like it's just plucked from, I'll say, from, from the trees. It looks like it's still on the tree even. So fresh and so lively, there is an energy pulsating, pulsating yeah, within these fruit dishes. And you see things differently. You experience God everywhere, on the bus, on the airplane, on the train, and in the bathroom even. Sorry, this is the truth. And then we can say truly, God is all-pervading, God is everywhere. Am I to overstay my welcome? Four o'clock. <laughs> okay. And I think your question will be more interesting, so I stop here. And please uh, let me know what else I need to clear in your mind. Uh, thank you very much. If please uh, write all your questions down, and then his voice is a little bit clear to me, so I can hear it better. How do the precepts define sexual immorality more fully? It is just to keep your balanced state of mind. If you have too many involvements at the same time, <laughs> you will be too busy and confused and physically probably exhausted to do any work in life as well as spiritual practice. And also it is a, a maybe painful feeling that we give our neighbors if we take his wife without his permission, don't you think? So what we don't like others to do to us, we don't do it to others. Why do children die? Why do children die? Children what? Die. die. Oh, maybe they don't need to suffer like we, <laughs> like we do. So they live quickly. Yeah? Maybe God wants them quicklier than he wants us. Huh? But actually none of us die at all. Only the physical body changes. If we have something to do in this country for over a period of 70 years, and this fate has been prescribed in our destiny, then we will live in Australia for 70 years. If we have to do here only for a short while, maybe five minutes, ten minutes, for some purpose, then we can only stay here for ten minutes. For example, I came just now from Taiwan and I will be here only a few more days to fulfill my purpose here in Australia. Then I am called to another country. I will be in Hawaii, America, 
Europe because I have other engagements. Understand? Similarly, uh, we come and go to different destinations according to the plan of the universe. Can you please explain? He who sees action in inaction and inaction in action, verily he knows the scriptures from the Bhagavad Gita. He knows what the truth. Yeah. Please don't go too near to the microphone because the the, the echo. Yes. He who sees action in, in action and in action in action. Who? Verily he knows the scriptures. Oh yes, 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 yes. This seeing is not uh, the seeing with the intellectual understanding, but is the inner realization of doing without doing. Just like have, I have just been uh, speaking to you, that you give, but then you not have the ego feeling of, I give, and we love, but not even standing there analyzing that I love my neighbor. We will be full of love, but we don't even know it. We will be doing plenty of things at the same times, but in a very short period. And sometimes doing thousand and one things in different places, but we stay right here. That is the action in non-action. That's why sometimes after Jesus, for example, Jesus had uh, so-called died, many people saw him in different places. And even before he died, his disciples saw him in different places at the same time. Saw with the Buddha and Krishna and other great masters who were uh, sent down by God. That is the action in non-action. And who realized that power, the supreme power within, can do that without doing. You may be sitting here talking to the audience or doing anything, but at the same time, you appear in thousand and one different worlds and different nations and even different galaxies to teach and help whoever needs or call your name. That is a action in non-action. Because we don't work anymore, it is the supreme power, the universal link of the whole power that works wherever necessary, just like a network. Is there a step-by-step daily program to follow to experience the enlightenment you speak of? Uh, yes, uh, we have to discover day by day our greatest power. It's not really a program, it's just like a habit. Just like every day you sleep two hours or work eight hours, then we set aside two or three hours to know ourselves, and that's it. It's not really a fixed program. But you may do that in, at uh, interval, just like uh, in the morning you wake up a little early, you do it one hour or half an hour accordingly, and at lunch break another half an hour, or on the bus 20 minutes, <laughs> on the train uh, 40 minutes, yeah, or in the park sitting next to the, uh, on the beach and enjoying the breeze while enjoying your inner breeze as well. So all together add it up. It will be even more than two and a half hours or three hours. It's very easy. Yes. How did we lose the ability to love our inner self and therefore others? Oh, because we're too busy. We're too busy with our daily life. We're too busy with our job. Too busy with uh, taking care of the demands of others. And we didn't turn inward. 
But if we know it, we can do it every day and everywhere. It's very simple because our inner self is always present. Every time we are born again, we are given the same chance again to remember our God-like self inside. But we have forgotten. There is a question from an eight-year-old that says, Do you believe in God is here? From a what? From an eight-year-old child. An eight-year-old child. Asking, do you believe in God is here? I do believe, because God is here. (laughs) Truly. Look at your neighbor. (laughs) God is in them. God is in me, in you. The only difference, perhaps, is that I know, and you didn't take time to know yet. Isn't it true that one must go through one's own karma? In the notes, you say, you remove the karma with initiation. Right. That's correct. And it's always happened and has been proved, verified. Because when initiation, at the time of initiation, we awaken the greatest power inside, we can erase all things. That's the way of erasing karma. Otherwise, we can't do it with the brain power because it's limited. Because our karma is limitless. We have to use the limitless power in order to erase it. It's very simple. Just like to know, you know how to erase a computer program. You just push which button and all the whole thing's gone. Not tra- none of the trace is left. If you don't know it, even you stand there uh, 1,000 years, it's still there. If the computer lasts that long. Why do you think that it is easy to become enlightened for an average person or human being? What do you mean by easy? I mean easy. When I say easy, it means easy. You can get enlightenment. Just like that. Is that easy enough? Easier than you breathe. Easier than you eat your food. Easier than you walk. Easier than you choose which clothes you put on on Sunday morning. Is that easy enough? Even six years old children, ten years old children can do it. So can it be called difficult? We are too used to complicated life and complicated way of getting things and costly way of getting things that when somebody else offers it free of charge and at your doorstep you kind of set back I, I, I haven't seen this kind of thing before must be something wrong <laughs> understand but have faith in the goodness of God in the grace of the universal love we are not here to pay for everything we want we are the children of God we should ha- have everything free of charge but because we have not this faith so alright pay for whatever you need to but not by me don't need to pay anything. And it's very simple. If you want to find a complicated way and go elsewhere, <laughs> here, very simple. At the time of initiation, you just sit there and wait for the God power to pull you up and open the kingdom for you. And you will see light streaming forth to you. You will hear wisdom and you will change anew into the baby. And you know everything different. How can we give more love and kindness to more people. We what? Give? Give more love and kindness. As I have mentioned, we must have this limitless love first. We must discover it. If we do not have this limitless love within us, 
then we can't give even if we want to. So please, get enlightenment. Get this love within you, the boundless love from God. And then we give without people asking. We give without knowing that we give. People just feel love from us. What is the future of the world? How do I know? And what for? <laughs> what for? Hmm? I will be only here for maybe another decade or two if I'm that uh, unfortunate. <laughs> what for do I know the future of the world? It's the business of the earthians to worry about this. But as I told you already, if we are all enlightened, or many of us are enlightened, the world will be bright and uh, the fruits and everything will grow in abundance and the atmosphere of the world will be clean and washed and of course it will be brighter, the future. If not, maybe God has to take it away and rebuild a new one. I don't blame him. <laughs> if we don't clean our house, if we let our house and degrade into an endangering state, then the government will pull it if we don't do it ourselves and then try to build a new house for us. How does one deal with violence and anger in people who are close to us, people we live with? How do we feel? How do we deal? Deal, deal, okay. What do you think? Jesus has told us to return Hatred with kindness. That's the only way. Anytime you feel violence or hatred, just close your eyes and pray to God. Pray sincerely. Why are we in a state of illusion? Because we don't want to be enlightened. It's very simple. If you want to erase this state of illusion, then please come for initiation. You know right away. There's only one hair breadth difference between enlightenment and illusion. How did you discover your method of enlightenment and how does it differ from other systems? How I discover? God led me to discover in it. But the method itself, without an enlightened master, is not important. And uh, what's the difference between our guide and others is that we give immediate enlightenment and that we give without any cost now, here and hereafter. We give without any condition at all. And you have lasting every day, and then you can meditate every day, and you can enjoy your wisdom every day. And then you become your own master, instead of slavering to some master, whether past, present, or future. Would you tell me why I always get worried, even I don't have, even I don't have many deserve that much? Don't have many desires? Deserve that much. Or even he doesn't deserve it? I think so. Oh. If you don't deserve being worried, then don't worry. No? <laughs> I can't think of anything. Some nations or religions find suicide heroic. Some find it fatal for the spiritual survival. What are the spiritual consequences of suicide? Suicides mostly done in a very depressing state of understanding. Therefore, it's no good. 
It is a kind of escape from reality and from obstacles and a kind of impatient, short-tempered solution. If we wait a few more days or maybe a few more weeks or months or years, things become different. Suicide is a very terrible crime because we take away the right of God which uh, will take us when the time is right. At least at that moment, we have no God in our mind. We have no faith, no aim in life. That's why we take our life. And because of this depressing state of mind, we will go to a very depressing level of existence. And there we remain long, 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 long until we are fed up with it, until we awaken somehow or through some merciful grace. Then we can be given a new life. But then, that doesn't mean we became intelligent. We'll be a little bit dumb and <laughs> clumsy and depressive. So I would advise, for whatever reason, please consider and live on and see what God decides for us the next moment. Do you regard love between two people of the same sex as sexual misconduct? You get me into trouble. <laughs> How do I know? I am not in that category. All right, then have one partner at a time, only one, okay? Sexual misconduct is in the sense of uh, an ordinary relationship between a man and a woman, that we should be faithful and devoted to each other and helping each other to realize God within both of us. And in the special case, then forgive yourself. Do not think that you are a female or a male in that case, and then have one partner. Try to strive for a higher perfection, a higher love, and a higher reunion within ourselves, which transcends all sex, all graces, all creeds, and that is better for you. But at the meantime, keep your relationship in a faithful and a regulated basis. Love means respect and self and. Uh, I say cooperation and I say mutual supporting in order that we know the great, uh, greater love than is existing love at the present in our misunderstanding. In that case, it is all right. We can't help the way we feel if we are unenlightened. So please get enlightenment and then you will see there is no necessity for this so-called physical love. Even if we still have, there is a different feeling. If enlightened, do we have to experience earthly life again? It depends on you. <laughs> if you have a good master, very gracious one, you don't have to come back. But in case you want to come back again, it's all right, you will. If you do not want to and sincerely would like to be liberated in one lifetime, you don't. Not at all. Even if you failed in keeping the precepts, even if you failed with the instruction, 
But you pray to the master, and the master power is all merciful. Will give you the refuge and take you up forever. Maybe slowly teaching you from uh, upgrading uh, level, but never, uh, never push you back to the earthly life again. You say that all Buddha and God and Jesus are one, yet it is in the Bible where God denounces all other gods and false idols. How is this so? If there is only one God, how can there, there be false gods? I talk about the one, that one. You see, if you have other gods, I can't be responsible. <laughs> I talk about the one, the only one that you talk about. Why bring other gods in? I say that one God in different names and forms. Just like that one God in the different names and forms form in front of me here. Undiscovered God. Master, you claim many of us work eight hours days and forfeit so much. Reality is that many of us work far in excess of eight hours a day for survival and for our future. How then do we find time for meditation, two hours daily, and enlightenment? You mean he has no time? I think so. No time for enlightenment. All right, then continue work eight hours for the world and not for yourself. We can find time if we love ourselves. Think of it. We work eight hours a week, a day, 40 hours a week or more. What do we get? Hmm? A wardrobe full of clothes which we change with fashion every now and then <laughs> and a belly full of hams and chickens and all that every day. And then when we die, we will get nothing. Is that what we have to labor for every day? Fine, do it. But save some time for ourselves, for knowing our greatness. And then even then, you can use that greatness to work in eight hours and make it more successful, make the world more brilliant with our wisdom. Not that I say you don't work, but we can find time anywhere. We can sit on a train, a bus, if you drive a car, don't, don't meditate, okay? <laughs> Otherwise, no exception anywhere. You can sit while you are resting and uh, you can watch less television or talk less on the phone, but save money even, you see? <laughs> and find time for yourself. Otherwise, we can be enslaved into the worldly system at all times and without even serving it properly. We be enlightened in order to serve the world better, to work better in these eight hours or even five hours. Our, our friend has introduced you that before he works, sometimes take something, take three, four days. And that is true, that is true. I have worked with many of the fellow practitioners and the way the works are reacting is so slow and so ineffective. But after get training with me for a while, they're very fast. A, what takes a three days, we can do it in uh, maybe five hours. We do that. We build a garden in three days with rivers <laughs> and trees and everything. With rivers, small rivers. We do that. And we sometimes build, build houses or something in very fast, fast way. Just we become more organized within and we know what is the main point, what to, to do first, what the next. Therefore, we don't lose time. It is very logical. But we can only see clearly when we are enlightened. We have light inside to illum 
illuminate the, the whole process of everything we do. There so if you want to truly work for survival at all, then please get enlightenment. You find yourself survive better. Hmm? And everyone will like your job because you do it better. You do it more consensusly, more effectively, but less effort. And everyone will trust you. Many of the boss will be too happy to have you as employees. I know this from our disciples' circle. Whatever they do, people like it better. And even our disciples, when they work with other people, they train people into a better man also. For example, this morning, um, uh, one of our fellow practitioners gave me a book that they had printed recently about my photo or something. I said, wow, this is beautiful, very nice. I didn't know it was so nice. Where did you print it? He said, well, in Taiwan, in Taiwan. I said, wow, this uh, man does a good job. And the disciples said, hey, yeah, I trained him. He didn't do it good at first, but we trained him, we pushed him, and we criticized, and we told him how to do it, and sometimes he works so slowly, and we make him work fast, and then after he prints a few of our books, first he's only just a, a print, how say, how say, what did she say this morning? Uh, attendant or something? Just a printer, you know, ordinary. And then after a few time working with us, he became rise to manager of the whole company because the boss so trusts him that he works now so fast, so quick and so efficiently. You see, it's even an indirect, <laughs> indirect uh, blessing and working closer to our fellow initiates. The Bible states not to worship any other god but he, no idols, Please speak on this in regard to people who wish to worship and idolize you and others. Am I responsible for anything that anyone else do? Hmm? Dear they, don't, they do not idolize me and they don't worship me. They are just grateful for the guidance that, I'm, that I have taken time to show them. They are just grateful to have the chance to become their own master in their house again. Therefore they show it by flowers perhaps, or by wearing my photo to remember me. Of course if somebody does something good to you, you try to remember him, no? Huh? Is that not so? Yes, that is all. But for me myself, I do not believe in all this worship because I believe you and I are equal. And doesn't matter how much amount of worship you think people give me, it doesn't alter anything inside me. And sooner or later, all these people will realize that they are also the master, and that's the end of it. Okay. But while they are still young, if they want to do something, give me flowers or that, it's all right. Otherwise, all the florists will go bankrupt. If I don't come here today, <laughs> I don't know how long they will take to sell all these flowers. No, it's all right. Hmm? There are many questions that ask about the definition of reincarnation and... I think they get my book outside, huh? Why some of the teenagers... Oh, last night tape. I see, never mind, I answer them because... You see, reincarnation is just like staying in one class if we can't pass the exam to a higher grade of education. Or going a little bit further <laughs> in a different class for kind of retarded children, for example. You see, that's it. Hmm? We change the classroom, and that's what we call reincarnation. We change from one form to another. 
and change the lifestyle and different surrounding. Do you believe that because we kill animals for food, so that there is so much violence in this world? That's not the only reason, but one of the reasons. There is also hatred within our heart. Meat eating is not worse than having hatred in the heart and poisonous thinking, which poison the atmosphere of our earth. Violent reaction or uh, ideas in our heart and our mind, which activate the whole atmosphere, and that in turn also give chance or opportunity for the killing of animals and men, and that in turn breed more violent atmosphere into the the, the world is surrounding. But mainly, if we do not kill at all. From the animal on, then we would not have violence in the first place. Some of the teenagers of this generation have no respect for parents. Is it because we are not good parents? Is it because they are not good parents? No, no, I don't think so. It depends. Huh? I wouldn't say all parents are good, but most of them are good. You see, the teenagers. Probably in this generation, have not been groomed enough. Is that correct word again? In morality, in seeing their parents as representatives of God on earth, and uh, how say taking God's place to raise the children and to educate them. If the ch- the parents somehow hinder or obstruct the children when they want to realize God, then we can say these are not very good parents. But otherwise, there are not, no such things as no good parents. Maybe the different outlook of our teenagers nowadays, because of influence through the bad news, <laughs> to violent pictures, and through. Many undesirable means of communication and bad companies, bad influence, bad friends that makes the teenagers the way they are today. So the solution again is we have to go back to the golden age. We have to live, live the way the Bible teach us to do, the way of nonviolence, the way of love, the way of enlightenment. Then we can bring our children back to their innocence. Back to their, uh, how say, uh, ethical way of life, and even the children can get enlightenment too, and they know for themselves, and then they will change their way of life. There was a man, not a teenager, but about twenty years old. He took drugs and all that. Very handsome young man, strong, tall, and intelligent. When I was in Melbourne, didn't get initiation because he was struggling whether he should give up the drug and all that. Because we don't allow drug in our group, but then after I left, he he just felt that after he decided, and then I left Melbourne. So he followed me all the way to Sydney and throw all the drugs and even cigarettes away at that day. And he struggled hard, struggled hard that day. But then he made it, and then he was so glad that he did. And I'm sure he'll become a good teenager from that day on. He was very positive. And happy, and he was melted in the way we love him and took care of him. And he stayed in my place one night, and then 
we took him back by uh, other disciples' van, by the way, back to Melbourne. So if all of the children know the way of truth, maybe they will choose it. And then they discover love within themselves. And then they will respect children more, uh, respect the parents more. And then in turn, if the parents are more enlightened, they will be uh, more uh, the understanding, more clear about how to raise their children. That is only my advice, my offer. Please don't be offended if I say something <laughs> not suit your taste. Are you a master in a line of spiritual masters? I'm very shy. <laughs> don't ask me this question. <laughs> you can ask my disciples through their experience if I'm worthy to be called master or not. It's through the life and the examples and the success of the disciples. So please ask them and don't ask me. I can't <laughs> say things about myself very much. If you ask so directly, I, I'm very, <laughs> very puzzled. <laughs> but uh, people say, by their fruit, by thy fruit shall thou be known. So if my disciples have accomplished something, that is worth recognition by you in a spiritual sense as well as a uh, social level, then maybe you can satisfy your, your own answer or your own question. Master Qinghai, how do you feel about abortion? You get me into trouble again. <laughs> See, these are the social problems which is not easy to say yes and no, but of course I am against it. Understand? I vote for life in any government. But again, these are worldly problems. And as a spiritual practitioner, I find it very difficult to condemn something or to support it. In the case of many poorly developed countries and overpopulated nations, if I say, no good, understand? then I don't know whether I do the justice to these poor people and the starving children. While they have no other solution and not enough intelligent or organizational talent to feed them. If I say yes, that means, understand, I'm against my own principle of love. So this is up to you, <laughs> the earthly people, to try to find a way to solve it. It is best still that we get enlightenment and always adhere to the principle of love and of non-violence. And then if we truly believe in God and evoke his power, every blessing will be there. And we will find plenty of means to satisfy the population. If God meant for the people to be here, he must know how to handle them. It is we who stop the blessing power from God and the nourishing program through our own limited faith in God's ability and that we do not find our own true wisdom in order to handle all this population problem. Therefore, the answer is not yes or no. The answer for me is enlightenment for everyone alike, for every nation the same thing. And then we don't need to even ask this uncomfortable question, abortion 
or not. You understand what I mean? I wish we don't even have to raise this question if we are enlightened in the first place. So please help me together we get enlightenment. We have to clean our world. If you truly love these children, if you truly find no other solution for this, for this problem, then we have to help each other. We have to enlighten our atmosphere more by more and more people standing tall and walking God in this earth. Walking with enlightenment, walking with wisdom, doing things with love. Without enlightenment, I can't discuss anything. That is truly beneficial. Because we will be in a mundane level only. We talk about how to feed our stomach, how to take care of this ephemeral body. It lasts only a few decades. What can we, we do about it? We, we can't keep always identifying ourselves with this ephemeral body and then trying to solve every problem. We have to solve it from the root. We have to see it from the top of the mountain, the whole view, and then to locate where we should do what things. Is enlightenment not a form of killing a part of you, a part that comes with being human? Should we therefore not rather live life fully and therefore praise God? Mm. Why? Do I kill a part of myself? Do you see my arm missing or something? Hmm? Am I looking abnormal to you after enlightenment anyway? Do I appear to? Do I appear to be abnormal? Or lacking something? No. I'm more fulfilled now than before. I know how to paint now. I didn't know before. I know how to make a lot of handicrafts. It's more beautiful. I couldn't imagine I could do it before. I can decorate interior part of the room. I didn't know how to do it before. I can build river. I didn't know how to do it before. I can make mountains. I didn't know how to do it before. I can build houses with my own hands. I didn't know how to do it before. Nobody instructed me. So, I'm just more full than before. More parts of me has been awakened, not taken away. After enlightenment, we make full use of our power in worldly wise as well as spiritually. So, please do not be afraid. Hmm? Just stand up and be great. Be what you are and make use of your talents which lay in Dortmund inside. The more you are enlightened, the more fulfillment you have. I play pianos, I write music. I couldn't do it before. Nobody teach me. I paint. I didn't, take, I didn't touch a brush in my life before. My painting sold a lot. Only copies. Yeah. Original, very expensive. I don't want to sell. Anyhow, so you see, I'm not... Uh, I say handicapped in any way up to enlightenment, but I'm more fulfilled, more able to do many things that it required of me at that precise moment. I don't overdo things. Whenever necessary or needed, I do it. Therefore, I can earn money and come here to you without bothering you, without making you afraid that I take donations from you or uh, needing your financial support or anything. Okay? Without enlightenment, I couldn't be here even. I have not enough money to go around the world. And it's my nature not to ask from anyone, one penny even. Since I'm a child, I'd rather go hungry. I don't do this. Please explain that between human beings, when one robs something from another, who is the real loser? The robbers. 
<laughs> the robber is a loser in the long term. But if he is forced to do that out of hunger, or really he can't do anything else, and he repents in his heart and he will change it and give charity later when he can, then he doesn't lose also. He also will turn around. But he has to truly repent and give it back what he has taken uh, through different means of charity. Or give back to the owner. <laughs> Rules of any kind restrict freedom. This must be obvious to you. So why do you suggest that we should follow and live by your rules, your method, against the numerous other rules and methods offered throughout the world and the world's religions? You may choose whatever rules or methods you want to. We just offer. And these are not my rules. Understand? Not my rules at all. These are the secret codes of... Uh, better progress if you want to be enlightened quickly and without any side effect, without disturbance in your mental balance. These are no rules. If you don't kill someone else, there's no rule. If you don't steal, there's no rule. It's just ordinary behavior. You make it a rule. It's no rules at all. Actually, these are only the ancient rules. I just put it there, but it might not apply to you. Actually, if you Think about it, when you drive a car because you want to be free, you want to be fast to be somewhere else, don't you follow any rules? Hmm? You just drive all over places and that's called freedom. Is that right? At the expense of others and of your own life, that is when you say you have freedom? No. Freedom is when we know how to go inside the rules that doesn't hurt our freedom. If you drive all over and don't follow the rules, you will be <laughs> not in freedom, but in jail. So these are the things that help you to go straight to the kingdom of God without entangled somewhere and being obstructed or being in some jail. So therefore, this is true freedom. Just like when we drive the car in Australia, we drive on the left side. And even Australia is different from France where they drive in the right side. But doesn't mean because of that you just drive on the right side because you are a Frenchman. And you don't want to respect the rules here and you'll be in trouble. That is all. The universal rules, if we obey, we will find ourselves in a greater freedom than what we imagine freedom should be. Most of us misunderstand. Hmm? Buddhism teaches enlightenment by effort and following the Noble Eightfold Path, but you say it can be attained by your transmission from yourself. Can you explain this? Yes, enlightenment is through your effort. Also follow the Eightfold Noble Path. I do not teach you anything that is outside the Eightfold Noble Path. And by your effort as well, because you have to sit every day not I sit for you, but without effort, because we sit there but we don't do things. We don't do any physical thing that make us enlightened. The enlightenment comes alone, therefore with effort, but without effort. My path is the path of all the ancient Buddhas. Only after enlightenment you know what a four noble path is.
Otherwise, we just talk about it and don't truly realize and don't live the teaching of the ancient masters. Are we too over time? There are many people waiting who've asked for initiation. Sure. I think I live now. And uh, if the unanswered questions, please come for a private interview. All right? Or if you have, you have any more doubt, please come to me in my, uh, if I have a room at all. Yes, I have a private room somewhere. Please ask Bendy. Uh, he will show you. All right? So thank you very much for staying with, with me so long. I say thank you for your love.